Blog Talk Radio. Tonight's episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete is sponsored by Blue Haven NYC in Greenwich Village, New York City's sports bar for grown-ups. Go to www.bluehavennyc.com for details. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Johnny and the mothers are playing something at the Savoy in Vermont tonight. Berman's gonna kill my brother at the Savoy Theater tonight. I didn't say that. No, but I know this grapevine. Why would I put it there? Kindness? 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 You stole it! He stole it! We have top men working on it right now. Who? New York Sports Talk Podcast, episode number 155. Coming to you live from Bayside, New York, Comac, New York, and Freehold, New Jersey. Yes, it's the Ready to Unload New York Sports Talk Podcast, talking New York sports nice. It's Wednesday night, it's 10 p.m. It's November the 20th, I think. Anyway, it's time for New York Sports Talk. Hi. It's nice. We're going to do it nice. We're going to make it nice for you. I'm making nice. I have a, uh, a thing of coffee here. I got a little piece of cake nice. Cal's got some cake. PJ's got a whole cake, maybe even a pie. And uh, we're going to talk New York sports. We got a lot to talk about tonight. It's going to be good. We're just going to suck. We're going to be relaxed. We're going to be non-douchey. It's gotten very douchebaggery out there today in New York sports talk land. Well, shows feuding with each other. A-Rod. The host calling him by A-Rod the whole time. Got weird. Things got weird. Three dragons. Got very weird. Anyway, welcome to the program. I am uh, Sam Pete, otherwise known as Steve Sampietro, one part of this equation here. This is our 155th episode. Holy mackerel. It's going to be great. We're going to be joined by one of our best friends, our buddy K-Mac, Kevin. I've known him all my life. He's the biggest and best Giant fan that we know. We're going to talk about the Giants-Dallas game. And then we're going to talk about the Jets and the Ravens. This is the first big football weekend in New York. Both games mean something. It's week 12. It means something. Cal's giving me the move it along sign. Can you believe this? Move it along. Bring him in. Bring him in. PJ, bring him in. Get him in here. No, no, no. Get him in here. Cal Stradamus. Yeah. What's the last? 
He's the co-host of the program. He's the yin to my yang, the Harry to my Sally. The Zoe to my Deschanel. Mr. Brian Calneva, Capino Caliente. Hi, Bri. Giving me the move on along. No, no. No, when you said 155 episodes, I was telling you more. It's 159. How is it 159? Isn't that what you said? It was 150. You said 159. No, I said one. I said 155. Oh. You had your Bob Murphy's. I had. Is it me or is he skipping like a record? I can't even hear him. What happened? Everything you just said was gone. Didn't hear it. Oh, no. Well, we're having technical difficulties. Fantastic. Anyway, I I feel like I'm still here. Say it again. There he is. You're back. No, he's here all along. I just didn't hear you. Oh, okay, great. Say it again. I said 155. Oh, yeah, right. Bob Murphy Murphy just single-handedly derailed the podcast from the grave. I tell, I tell you what, if Bob Murphy were alive, he would not have been happy with what happened today. No. I, I don't know where... We're going to talk about the A-Rod Francesa interview later on in the show. Because oh, okay. Sorry. We have to. No, no, we have to. You teased it. You tickled it a little bit. We don't do that on this show. We don't? <laughs> not, not on this program. Oh, okay. Good. Not on this program, no. All right, fine. You're thinking of something else. I am thinking of something else. Um, I will tell you that uh, we, we do have uh, our buddy K-Mac calling in in a couple of minutes, hopefully, supposedly, on Valentine's Day, to talk about the Giants. We haven't had Kev on the show in like a year. I'm sure he'll talk about the Mets a little bit too, Cal. I'm sure. Whatever he wants to talk about, it's fair game. That's what he gets. Look, I've known the guy since I'm two years old. Literally two years old. Yeah, he's grandfathered into whatever he wants to talk about. <laughs> That's exactly right. He's got a he's got a new job too, Cal. He's working for NBC now, NBC Ooh. Sports. Taking, is he on to promote that? He's taking pictures. Of, he is gonna, he's going to plug NBC because they need that. Well, this is the place to go. This is the place to do it. If you want to get your product out there, <laughs> you, you come on ready to unload with Cal. That's Tampa. it. That's it. Forget about forget about all those. <laughs> Those other podcasts, you want to be here. It's in all of our advertising materials. Yeah, I you want your project, you want your product here, right here. Hey, speaking of uh, your product here, just before we get to Kev, real quick, um, he's going to call in in a couple minutes. <laughs> I passed. <laughs> I passed. Sometimes I have these moments, like I'm walking to work or whatever, especially on the day of a show, and I'll I'll look up things I want to talk to you guys about tonight and I'll say them into my phone as I'm walking because I'm walking I, I don't have time to type so I'll leave myself a little voice message I'm like a stand-up comedian like I'm just I'm putting little bits down um, and today I saw something and I it was literally bubbly on the street waiting to 
you know, with the thought of talking to you guys about this tonight. Okay, I saw a promo for a new sitcom, and my head almost exploded. Can you guess what this sitcom is? Is it is it one that's currently on the air? It's 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 coming on the air, and it just I saw a poster for it. It was like on a I was walking to work, and it was on like one of the telephone. Like, by by the way, why are there still pay phones? And Manhattan for this for this for this in this exact reason <laughs> for this purpose exactly promo upcoming sitcom. So it's a it's a it's a show that hasn't debuted yet. That's correct. I know what it is. I, I don't know if you guys had maybe seen a promo for this or, or if I imagined it. It's entirely possible I imagined this at 7.45 this morning. Is it on Fox? I don't I, – you know what? I couldn't even get past the people that were on the poster to tell you what station it's on. All right. I, I lost you. What? We're having we're having Skype issues. So oh, how how ironic that we weren't going to we weren't going to use Skype go this route tonight. Right? How'd that work out? The Skype people are pissed. Well, at least the, at least the NBC people are happy. That's right. Well, they will be after our spot with Kevin McWalters. <laughs> so tell me about the show. Who is who's in? I'll, I'll give you a hint. Give, <laughs> the, me the, give me the premise of the show. I have no idea what the premise is. No idea. Come on. I'm going to tell you what's on this poster. And you don't even need the premise. Is it, two guys, is it two people standing back to back, looking over their shoulder at one another? Cal, too easy. This is actually a sitcom that the three of us, I'm sure, at some point, okay, imagined. Okay. Okay, it's, it's it, I, I'm sure, no doubt. All right, well, I'm dying to know. Give me, give me some sort of hint. <sighs> okay, the 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 it's the first name of the main the name of the show is the first name of the actress who apparently is the the lead of the show. Uh Oprah. No, great great call though. Okay, let's bring PJ in for this. And we we absolutely have to bring PJ in for this. I was going to say Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I you're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> is it Oprah, Oprah? Like Rochelle, Rochelle? <laughs> now on oh, the man, old I'm, network, I'm, 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 Oprah, somebody, Oprah. Somebody from the Rochelle, Rochelle type show is in this show as well. I don't know That's what right. the heck's going on. The show... Rochelle Rochelle? The, the show that Rochelle Rochelle is from. Okay. There's an actor that's in that. All right. So that's Seinfeld. That's correct. Is it Jerry Seinfeld? No. No, oh. it's... No, it's... it's go, ahead. Is, go ahead. Is Michael Richards doing a guest star on somebody's show? It's not even... He's... Uh, I don't think he's a guest star. I think he's a one of the cast of characters. Does he play a racist? <laughs> yes, he does. Shut I don't. Up. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know what he plays. All I know is all I have ingrained it in, in in you know emblazoned in my 
my memory right now. Is this okay? I, I okay. I can't. I can't take it anymore. Kirstie Alley has a new show coming out called Kirstie, and it, on, on the picture, there's big old Kirstie Alley, and there's Michael Richards with some weird haircut, right. some like the anti Kramer hair. So he's in the background making like a goofy face. And to her right is none other than Rhea Perlman. That's right. Okay, so Carlin, they went to the Carlin old Carlin actor's Tortelli. home. That's what I said. I said she's the old sitcom actor's sassy. home. And... She's the sassy friend. Obviously. That's what I said. I said, is this the place where sitcom stars go to die? What has happened? And then there's like a new fat guy who I've never seen before. Is this like a TV land show? I don't know, Peach. I just, I can't, I can't get the image of, I can't believe this is real. Is, what is she? Let's, let's just speculate that. What could she be? She's a therapist, of course. She's, I don't know, but I hope so. (laughs) Or a failed dietitian. That's right. Could be a failed dietitian. It is TV Land. It is TV that seems Land. like a TV Land thing because they they really like to dig up um, recognizable stars who have you know ventured into retirement and they pull them out of retirement and say, "Remember these people? You love these people," and people do that because they do love those people. Cal is we talking, love but this. I don't. I don't. You're gonna love it. I can't wait. I, are we? Are we? Uh, well. <laughs> oh, the Skype. The Skype is failing, yes. guys. You got. You got to call in to the board. No, it's not. It's fine. It's not it's fine. Listen, the show. No, I had it on mute. The show is stars <laughs> Kirstie Alley, right? Yes. No, okay. I had it and on t- mute. He, he makes. He makes everybody panic. He had it on mute. Listen, I totally panic. Kirstie Alley stars in the show. And the name of the show is Kirstie, right? That's correct. So what do you think her character's name is? Allie. Kirstie. Uh, it's Madison Maddie Banks. <laughs> of course it is. You know, Kirstie Alley, starring in a show bearing her name, but her character's name is <laughs> Maddie Banks. <laughs> okay. this, is like, this is like Tony Danza starring in the new show Tony playing a character named Carmine. Kirstie tells the story of Maddie Banks as she navigates through life after Arlo, her son, that she gave up at birth, reappears. True story? Arlo's blind, her blind son. (laughs) Arlo wishes to reconnect with his biological mother after his adoptive parents died with her assistant, Thelma, played by Rhea Perlman. Of course. And her driver, Frank played by Michael Richards, telling her to give it a try. <laughs> Madison, wait, 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 wait. Go back. Madison feels the Morgan she might Freeman have a chance as a mother. <laughs> her driver. Her driver. Her driver. Oh, boy. He plays her driver, her racist driver. Is there, is there anything more subservient than Michael, that Michael Richards could have done? Butler, yeah, really. Butler. Butler is the only other way to go there. That's great. This sounds like 
It sounds like a hit. Onion was writing an article satirizing a pitch meeting. That's exactly how it looked. And yet that description leaked out, and somebody grabbed the the piece of paper off the sidewalk and went, ooh, it's gold. Yep. That's exactly how I felt when I saw saw this poster. And I I really, really wished the sun, because the sun doesn't look like anybody I've ever seen before. Like we couldn't have get we couldn't have gotten Frankie Muniz for the sun here. Well, he actually he looks like any generic kid on one of these shows. Yeah, he no, he totally does. But I, look, if you're gonna bring me Michael Richards and, and Rhea Perlman and Kirstie Alley, you gotta you can't don't skimp. Go get me Frankie Muniz. Get me uh, Fred Savage. Get me somebody here. Fred, that's that's the kid. Uh... Fred Savage directs too much, I guess. He's like too big of a director. Are you a therapist? Isn't is she a therapist? Wait, what? That's what Pete said. She thought he thought she was a therapist. He did. He thought she was a therapist. And what do you think she is? I thought. Well, you've already told us she's a. Uh, didn't you tell us what she is? No, I just told mom. Uh, I, I actually looked it up. She's a Broadway star, isn't she? You looked it up. I did. I couldn't resist. She's a she's a big time Broadway star. It makes perfect sense. Uh, this is what it's clamoring for. This is what we need. This exact show. Yep. This is it. We got it. Uh, well, I couldn't I couldn't wait this morning to tell you guys about that show. Couldn't wait. I was dying. And you know what else I can't wait for? <laughs> How does he find these songs? He writes them on the spot. <laughs> He found a Kevin song. Women want to know who's that handsome man. <laughs> About that man, Kevin. Oh my goodness, he's uh, he's one of our oldest friends. He's uh, he's magnificent. He's one of the best giant fans you'll ever meet. Likes the Mets too. He is our buddy K Mac. Hi, Kev. Wow. What's up, guys? Is that is that Kevin's theme music? <laughs> that is, that is, P, PJ found a song, apparently, called Kevin. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's, it's pretty magnificent. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> What's up, dude? Um, the Giants are four and six is what's up. Come on. It's been the most unusual... Uh, welcome back to the podcast, by the way, brother. It's uh, thank great you, to man. have thank you back. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How you guys doing? And, uh, we're good. We're we're uh, we're a little uh, trippy with the Skype tonight. It's it's sort of acting the fool, but oh, um, yeah. we'll we'll power through it. Cal, are you still there, Cal? What's the, we're Skype's really? Jeff, what's going on? There he is. Uh, what's going on, Brian? How much? Double uh, Giants. What are we doing? We talking a little pigskin? We talking Mets? I mean, we all over the map. What's going on? No, no, we're gonna go. We're gonna go right in for the Giants because we decided that nice. uh, this is the first really weekend of the of the year where it's 
it's about New York football for both teams. Like both teams have must win games. It's week 12. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the Jets later, but I wanted to talk to you about the Giants. Honestly, Mac, you think, because, you think the Jets are a must win? Oh, the Jets absolutely are a must win. Absolutely. Uh, hmm. Because just because they're playing another AFC team, their conference record is awful. They're coming off a terrible loss to the Bills. And the Ravens are going to be one of the teams that's probably there in the end at 9-7 and seven that they're going to have to compete with. It's a must-win. But it, it, it's, not, it's not as must-a-win as the Giant one is. I thought maybe you were saying that because, you know, you've known the, uh, the pattern of win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. So you're saying must-win and maybe you get the win and, and then except worry about the, the fact, loss the next week. Except for the fact that they've already broken a record. So that pattern is probably in. Oh, they got it. They got it. They got it. Right. They nailed it. Um, this is, Mac, this is the most unusual giant season, like, honestly, that I can remember. I mean, you, you've, you've been watching. Well, give, give me your opinion so far. Or not opinion, but your sort of takeaway so far on this season because, I, you know, you can't ever remember them <laughs> losing six games in a row, winning four. Are they a good bad team? Are they a bad good team? I, Where I think are they're they? a, I think they're an okay team on the rise that 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 has not played their best football yet. So when you look at how well the defense has been playing, consider the fact that Eli has been underperforming. Andre Brown is now back. I, I, I think it's a mixed bag, but I definitely think the four and six record is a legit record, and they and they have re-entered the, the picture somehow because of the records of the other uh, other guys in the NFC East. So, I mean, I would say hopeful, if, yeah, as a Giant fan. Sure. But do you think, I mean, do you, here's, I was talking to another uh, buddy of mine at work who's a big Giant fan too. Not as big as you, let's not get crazy. Um, but he's, no, he's, he's a good Giant fan or whatever. And we were talking about how going into this weekend and this game with Dallas, this huge game, that you don't, he doesn't know what to expect anymore on like a given week because the four wins in a row are, are great, but they, you know, they were able to play, you know, quarterbacks that weren't necessarily, you know, top notch. So he, I think it's very hard to grade this team right now, right? Like Eli hasn't played anywhere near his level of, uh, of play. Like I feel like this team's a really hard grade, right? Yeah, but when you look at the roster and you look at all the talent, I, I would think they're, they're a team. Um, that has a legitimate shot, um, it, and it's strictly because of the the way the defense is playing. Whereas, right. you know, in the beginning of the season, it looked like another year of giving up, you know, 35 points in a blink of an eye. But when you when you look at how they've improved over the last month, with, I mean, granted they haven't been playing quarterbacks, but when when you stuff Adrian Peterson and McCoy and um, other you know top flight running backs, you know, for for what five five six weeks in a row. You, you, you know, you put aside the, the quarterback play, and you, and you can definitely label them as a, as a defense that can stop the run. So that, that's a good sign. And they've got guys that are back in the lineup now, like Andre Brown. It looks like he's complementing the run game. And, again, Eli, Eli Manning has not played his best football, but he's with a running game. I think that might change. The, the, the biggest concern to me as a fan is the, is the pass protection. Uh, you know, I think there's a gaping hole in the – in the pass protection, and it's been a problem all year, and that's one of the areas I don't really see it improving that much. Going into this game, Kev, against Dallas, who's been unbelievably Jekyll and Hyde as well, and, is, and has had heartbreaking losses this year, 
games they should have won, they lost. Games they should have lost, they won. They're they're a bizarre team. Um, going into this 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 game this weekend at home, do you feel like this is this is the week that the Giants actually do together that full um, game? I, I would be I, I would be you you think they have to put everything together to walk out of there with a, a win? I'm not I'm not no, so no, sure I they have no, to. No, no, I don't necessarily. I, I just I'm, no. I'm wondering is this this the I think they win this week. My question is, is this the impressive win this week? Is this the, hey, we're, we're, we're past the inconsistencies both on offense and defense. We're going to put together a complete game and win. Um, I, I, would be, I would be cautious to put, put all of that out there. I think, I, I think it's, a, it's a huge division game. We've heard JPP chirping in the media how it's going to be a bloodbath. I think it's going to be a backyard brawl type game, two teams that don't like each other. And as a, as a Giants fan, as long as, as long as you come out with that W, I, I, I don't think it's important to put a complete, you know, game. Oh, no, I, no, they, don't not, have to, they don't have to blow out the Cowboys. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying it's important. I'm asking if you think that this is the week they do it. That's all. I'm not saying, look, you could. You, you, Two nothing it doesn't make a difference. As long as you, I'm asking, yeah. I, I, at this point, I would probably say no. Are they building up to that complete game? That's, that's I, my... I think so. I think so because of the way the defense has, has improved week after week. They seem to be getting more of an identity. If JPP really is is back on the on the on the back end of this regular season and continues to you know cause some damage, and Tuck continues. To look like a guy that that you know that's playing at the level we've seen him play. Healthy. I, I like some of the guys in the secondary. I really do. Uh, you know, when you look at the secondary, Will Hill is back. Antrell Roll has been a, has been playing above average all season long. So you know they had they do have a they do have a weakness I think in the in the secondary with McG- uh, McBride. I think I think they have one one gaping hole hole there, and yeah. uh, teams continue to exploit it. But I, I think the defense is is really keeping us in in this thing. Kevin, Kevin, what's the difference between the first six games of the season and then the last four? I mean, they looked like they couldn't get out of their way for six weeks, and now they've been, they've been able to string together a couple of wins here. What's the biggest difference that you've seen? Um, I, I definitely think it's the, the, the run defense. Um, I, think, I think they're up to somewhere in between like 7 and 10 now in the league and, and stuff in the run. I think they give up 98 yards or something like that. Uh, per game, which is which is pretty low, and 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 they and they stopped a lot of them. It's uh, they have they have not, whereas they've been fortunate enough not to um, have faced these you know A plus quarterbacks. They have they have faced top top notch running backs, and they've shut them down. So I would definitely think the kudos and the credit for the last four wins should definitely be you know you, you definitely have to take a look at the defense. The the offense, Kev, to me, I I totally agree, and you make a you make a good point there, Kev. One of the if you're playing against a subpar quarterback that and and a team that has an excellent running game or an excellent run it like a Peterson McCoy, shut them down, take that away, and they've done that. You know they've taken the they've taken away the only way these teams can beat them. True. And and that's and that's and that's what a good defense does. So I think you're absolutely right. They're getting their they've gotten their legs in these four games in stopping the run. And then, you know, make make the rookie quarterback or make the young inexperienced quarterback beat you. Don't get beaten by Adrian Peterson. Get beaten by, you know, Josh Freeman. And I think they've done a great job of taking 
what these four teams have done best away from them. Uh, but I, I want to get your take on the offense, Kev, because and, and I've been able to watch a lot of Giant games, or you know, not in their entirety, but most of bits and pieces, either on Red Zone or the actual game itself, Kev. Mm-hmm. Offense, the offense. I I know the pass protection is a problem. The offense just looks weird to me. Has it looked off? I feel like it's looked off all season. Is that is that right? Um, like, I, I don't know about off. Yeah, there's been more mis. I feel like more miscommunication between Eli and his receivers. That you know, we all know that it's a read and react offense. It's a it's a modern day run and shoot, uh, you know, type scheme. So a lot of a lot of plays are, are read and react, whereas the receiver and the quarterback have to be on the same page. Right. And for whatever one reason, you know, for multiple reasons, it seems like that's been a little bit off. Whereas in years past, we've seen them connect on on more deep, you know, routes deep. It's been a little bit off this year. So it's not, they got off to a rough start. We all know what happened in Week One against the Cowboys when they turned the ball six six times. Um, that set a really bad tempo for the for the start <laughs> of the win. year, and then when and then they had some losses to teams. Quite frankly, that have proven to be to been you know through this first part of the season, first eleven weeks, you know some of the best teams in the league. When you look at what Carolina's done recently, sure. Kansas City, Denver, of course. Um, so they've you know they've lost to some good teams. They had that horrific six turnover performance in week one. So. It's just been a little off for the reasons I, th- I think for, for what I just said. Yeah, it's what's just go ahead, definitely Cal. odd though. Go ahead, Cal. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, just out of sync seems to be like, or not, not yep. even out of sync, just like not on the same page. We're in past years, like you'd see Cruz, you know, uh, see the same thing as Eli, and it doesn't. Yeah, like they've Cruz they've been off. Yeah, exactly. Are not seeing the same things. Do you think that? Uh, I know what about that, I last, know Steve, you... what about last week when when Hakeem next takes himself out of the game? Yeah, we, we yeah, still don't know why he takes himself out of the game. You insert Murphy, and, and sure enough, there's a miscommunication between the receiver and the quarterback. He takes a step in, gives up on where the ball, you know, what Eli was thinking and where he should be. It's another interception, interception number seventeen, and and, and again, it's just, just like a little you. bit out of sync. You, what's up with? With Knicks, because I know Oof. I know you're a big fan of his, but between the, you know, you had the thing in I guess it was like week three or week four where, look, if they didn't have the the good history together, if it was like Des Bryant and and Tony Romo and Des Bryant yeah. said, look, I can't throw myself the ball, yeah, you know, if it was any other or not any other, but if it was if it wasn't that tandem who know each other really well and have gotten along really well for, you know, and Eli's Eli, like Eli's tough not to get along with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's, he's a strong personality in that he's, he gets along with everybody. So if that had been another duo, that would have been a huge story, but with the Giants relationship is good. It was sort of, you know, but Nick's just is like a mess. Like what is going on with this? Not to mention everything, everything you read yeah, <laughs> he's killing fantasy teams everywhere. What, oh. what is what is going on with him? Is it contract? I don't know. I think it's a multi, uh, multiple things. I think it's a contract. I think it's yeah. And, and with contract, you have to figure in is how you know what, what's the you know uh, what's the what's the brain thinking when you're in game? Is he is, you know with his injury pass? Is is it playing mind games with him where he's afraid to get hurt? You know. 
And, right. uh, you know, so, so, you know, his approach to the game might be a little bit different. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure. Everything you read, you mentioned, you know, about the relationships, the differences between him and Dez. Everything you read about the guy is he's a he's a positive, you know, influence in the in the clubhouse. The, you know, the the players seem to to all all like Hakeem Nick. So I think it's just a, a multitude of things, and and the contract has got to be. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I think the contract has got to be playing a role. Well, it playing a role, but do you think that the time? I mean, there was talk a few weeks ago when when they were out of it of trading him. Do you think that that had something to do with it with him? No, not at all. I don't even know what I don't think. I don't think I don't think the Giants really took that seriously. No, but I think I really don't. I mean, I don't know where that came from. I don't think Giants did either. Was out there? I mean, he got asked about it and everything. Like it was, you know, just get there. Not anything to do. Back to the player, and and he hears whether it's through his agent or whatever. I think there's a ton of factors with Nick, but he just seems to be, and that's one of them. I think, you know, the idea of his contract, the idea of his injury history, the idea of the, the big payday that Cruz just got, too. You I know, mean, like yeah, the, the guy on the other side of him just got a huge payday. It seems in his head. He doesn't seem like yep. he's playing. Uh, yeah, something, something's off with him. But luckily, you know. We're, with uh, you know, with the if you want to look at the glass half full, Ruben Randall is is much improved, and he looks like he's um, you know getting better week to week. He's got he's got I think six six touchdowns on the year already, yep. uh, maybe yep. seven. No, he's 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 been he's developing really well, and you called that you loved him. Oh man, if you could have bought Randall stock on draft day, that you 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 would have went all in. Hey, but you got your you got your boy you got your boy Stephen Hill. Yeah, great, thanks. <laughs> Um, that's fine. Are you sure? Can we read that? Stephen Hill is not. <laughs> he's not good. Um, is he, is, is, no, is he going? Is he going to the bench this week? Or does it matter? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. If a receiver falls down in the forest, does it matter? Gives a crap. <laughs> like he, I love that when Rex said, "Oh, well, we're, we're going to cut the end." <laughs> Breakup is unbearable. I can't hear a word you guys are saying. This. Oh no! Really? We hear. I hear everything. Cal saying. Do you? Everything. Ooh, that, was, that was brutal. <laughs> See? I'm going. I'm going out. The best. <laughs> you're the best. You're the best producer in the world. I think I'm. I think I'm actually having Wi-Fi problems tonight. I think that's the problem. I think I'm. Gonna... Well, get get your local tech to plug in a, a uh, an Ethernet cable. Too sweet. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, look. As you Where's the before, IS department tonight? Where is where is? As I told you guys before, uh, you know things are a little different now. I've been uh, I've been made to go to the uh, to the bedroom or to the kitchen. I can't be around the cable box anymore. Okay. They make I got five cables in lengths of up to 125 feet. I got one in my house. <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, Kev, this is, what it, this, this is what a good producer wow. does. Yeah, this is You'll what our... you before the show. That's right. 
I used to do that. I, sh- I may need to start doing it again because the wi- I think it's the Wi-Fi. But I've turned, uh, I've turned all devices off except the computer. How's this? Are you the hearing me? Off, unplug the microwave. <laughs> I turned the heaters off in the boys' room, so they're going to freeze. But you know what? There's a show to do, okay? I, I want to ask Kevin a question, too. I want to I know if Kevin's ever heard this. What? Not only not only has he heard that, he wrote it. <laughs> I I have heard most. I I have YouTube several Giants videos. <laughs> I just I love that line. Y'all gonna get a beat down. <laughs> you got you got you gotta Google the 80s, 1986 one. Treat yourself. Oh, that's tremendous. You got the better. The better question is: Has he taught his son his his son that song yet? I, I might get him Pepper eyes. Johnson's uh, full-length fur coat that he was wearing in the video. <laughs> is that a full-length mink on a three and a half-year-old? Yes, it is. Eighty-six yes. Giants. Duh. <laughs> it's an adult full-length mink. <laughs> what do you think it is? <laughs> Hello. Yes, he's wearing a 52 jersey underneath. Come on. <laughs> Call him uh, Pepper, please. <laughs> he goes by Pepper. <laughs> On Sundays, he's Pepper, all right? Oh, uh, that would be the most tremendous thing ever. Um, <laughs> so to, to, back to this game, okay, yeah. in, in specific. Yeah. Um, what's the line on this game, by the way? I think three and a half. Giants by three and a half? Yeah, not that I looked, but not that right. Not that I'm a fan <laughs> of I, just, I may possibly I may have, three and a half. <laughs> they placed a small wager. <laughs> My house. I just might have. I might have put something down. Cal, Twelve, twenty-eight uh, degrees, twenty-one mile an hour winds. Bet accordingly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are Romo numbers. He loves them. <laughs> um, is are you afraid of the Eagles at all? Not really, not really. Okay. You know, mathematically, when if it comes in, you know, it's one of those things. If it comes down to it, you know, hopeful. I'm hopeful that that's a scenario where it's, you know, last week of the season. But yeah, I I think someone's gonna win this division at like nine and seven. Right. Maybe that's even another, eight and eight. A, like if it could another, things go crazy, you know. Yep, that's another bizarre team. They really are. Your, your yeah, entire, I kind of, I, was kind of, I kind of didn't take them seriously in the beginning of the year, and you know I'm taking notice now. But I'm not really, definitely not like afraid of them or anything like that. Like, or think they're gonna, you know, do anything of, you know, even if they did win the division, do you really think they're gonna yeah. do anything? I'm not sure. Like, like Nick, I mean, this Foles Nick Foles thing though is, is a little crazy. <laughs> it is a little much. Let's I mean, settle he's, down. He's bombing away. <laughs> You're Nick Foles. Let's gather yourself. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough read. I, I got I to gotta get your take on this because as Jet fans, we think a completely different way than Giant fans, so I want to hear how, how Giant fans look at things. This is such a huge remember, game. Remember, Cal, I, I've got Met blood. 
Well, that's true. It, it, it kind of offsets a little bit. That is a but, great disclaimer, by the way. It's, it's a different sport, and you've got championships, and you could feel a little more comfortable, I think. Yeah. With this, with this game on Sunday, do you, is this like the hump to get over? In other words, if you beat Dallas on Sunday, how do you feel about the rest of the season? Um, you you want to go the rest of the season with, you know, Maybe you know, yeah, you you can afford to lose another game. Um, maybe you know that maybe one game. So you so then you fly out to San Diego, you play Washington. You, you know you're hoping you could, you could then win those. When I look at the potential, you know, tougher games, I, they're at Detroit, and Seattle comes here in late December. So you kind of want to if you're looking at if you're a schedule guy and you're looking down the row to see where that loss might be. Maybe it's at Detroit or against Seattle. So this game definitely puts them right there. They're completely back in it for sure, kind of in control of where, what kind of team they want to be and, and how good they're going to be the rest of the way. But when you're looking at the schedule, you're, you're factoring in one loss. I'm looking at the Detroit game and Seattle game. Seattle's a completely different team on the road, though. And uh, by that point, they might not have anything to play for. True. That's I was kind of looking at the schedule. I still think they'll have something to play for, so we'll see. That's the hope. I I I um I am ex- really looking forward to this game this weekend. I really am. Like it's the first. <clears throat> I think it's the first Sunday where like you lock in. Like you go yep. from one, and you you know you're you're I'm sitting down for the Jet game and I'm locked in through the Giant Dallas game. Yeah, because it's. I think it's the first Sunday where you can you can really do that. You know, I've dabbled a little Giants here. Maybe I'll red zone it if there's a game that I find a little more interesting or whatever. Like there's, if there's an AFC game that has ramifications yeah. or whatever. I mean, red zone is look. We all but, know what red zone is. Red zone is uh, the girl with the curl. I mean, it's but it's, it's it's pretty magnificent. Let's be honest. If the Jets lose this game twenty-three to seven, how locked in are you going to be to the Giant game at four? Yeah, no, I'll be. Uh, I don't know, cleaning the deck. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be doing my taxes, getting mm. an early, getting an early jump on that. It's very difficult. Kev, can you do that if the if the Giants lose the early game? Are you locked in on the Jets? You can't be. Not full lock. No. That's what red fully, zone is. You, you can't be fully locked in, and you got to do a couple things. You got, you know, you're watching, but you know, misery <laughs> likes company. If the Giants lose at one, I usually want the Jets to lose at four. <laughs> of course, right, and vice versa. I mean, the, the, you know. like, there's nothing wrong. Let, there's nothing wrong with that. Let's. And if you win the one o'clock game, then you know the floor is yours. Good luck. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I, I I still want to see you lose, but I don't care if you win. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think now, you know, have you've got you got the two kids, Cal's got the two kids that are a little older than ours or whatever. I got the two kids now or whatever. There's so much there's so much more that than that goes into the football watching Sunday. Especially for you now, Kev, cuz Cal, I don't know if you knew this, but Kev got tickets. He got giant he got giant season tickets. Really? Yes. Wow. Kev, why don't you tell so, Cal about the Yeah, it's a se- second year. So I don't know if I'm a veteran yet, but I'm year two here. Yeah, that's great. They're gorgeous seats too. But Mac, you got those are good seats, man. Yeah, you're always, nice sending, you're always sending me pictures like, oh, here's Archie Manning. Oh, here's uh, Commissioner Goodell. Well, well, that's the thing, right? Right behind, right behind us is like the commissioner's box. 
So you'll see, you know, if Goodell's happen to be at the game or he's giving tickets to some of his cronies or whatever, you you know, you see some nice people right behind you. Hey, you get some nice pictures there. Um, you should have tried to give Goodell a concussion. So you just you see think what so? Would happen. Yeah, just see what would happen. See if you get a flag. Um, the uh, speaking of flags, did you see that uh, what's his name was fined for that hit on Sunday? Kev, let me get your overall. Let me get your uh, the the hit in the Saints game, Ahmad Brooks. Let me get your overall take on this. Uh, are there too many penalties now for this for for roughing the passer and stuff? There's too many. I'm not right? sure if there are too there there are too many penalties. I, I like some of the calls to you know to protect the players, but I'm confused on the 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 amount levied to these guys, like the the, the dollar amounts that are being thrown around. It seems like you know, when I'm reading Very articles, random. this guy's fine. This that guy. <laughs> I can't figure out the ratio of what, what warrants the twenty-five grand versus the fifty versus the ten versus the suspension. You know. Well, how about when they don't get penalized for the hit, but then they get fined? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would. I don't have know. How, I don't know how it's all policed, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How did, how did you come up with twelve thousand five hundred and fifty-two dollars? Why yeah, is that very arbitrary? <laughs> <laughs> But they, I mean, the, the the hit two weeks ago in the Saints Jets game, which they called uh, Drew Brees, seems to be at the a few of these. Maybe it's because he's a smaller guy or something. I don't know. But the hit two weeks ago uh, with Allen on, or uh, was it Bush, uh, Cal? I guess. Which one? The hit in the Jet game where he basically was executing a form tackle on Drew Brees, and he got called for roughing the pass. Oh, right, and it was Bush. Yeah. And there's a, you know, Kev, there's a great picture of uh, this guy the, on the Jets hitting him in the midsection with his shoulder, like exactly how you're taught to tackle. And they call yeah. it a 50-yard rough. And then this one this past week, which he's doing everything he's taught to do. He's not leading with the head. He's leading with his shoulder. He gets a little caught up. And, bo- and in both instances, Breeze got up crying. And that's how he got the flag. You know, Rich Eisen has been saying for a while, I wonder what you guys think of this. Rich Eisen has been saying for a while that they should have review of that call. That call should be reviewable because the referee is throwing it with, without sort of caution. In other words, the referee is throwing it in a very uh, you know, a, a quick manner. He sees something that looks like it might be roughing the passer. He's throwing it. He's, he's defaulting to throwing it. And I think there should be review of that call. It's a huge call. It's a huge. It's like a pass yeah, but it's a, it's such a it's such a judgment call that it's it's tough. I can't imagine something too many of them being overturned. I know. You know, once you once you I, make I mean, the call, I don't know if another you know another ref is going to overturn. But can we yeah, think just know. on the just on the quarterback? Like I'm not just saying on, just on the ones that affect the Jets negatively. That's correct. We can't that's, do that. That's, that's what I think. What you're going for, right? <laughs> rule. Is this what you're going for? There's not a strong lobby for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that 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 call cost the 49ers the game. I mean, it, it, it ascent in essence cost the 49ers that game. And I I just think the referees are so. Um, sort of uh, prodded to, you know, they're being so encouraged to make that call so quickly that it might not hurt to have somebody else take a look at it. I don't know. I, I want every, I, I, I'm so, I'm so in between guys with, 
the protecting the players and the sort of, you know, uh, I, I'm in between because so many of these calls are questionable and so many of these calls are judgment calls that are really deciding yeah. factors in the game. They really are. And then certain, I think certain quarterbacks get preferential treatment. That's a whole other discussion. But I think certain quarterbacks <laughs> get, you know, get preferential treatment. I think a hit on Tom Brady and the same hit on, you know, uh, Terrell Pryor is not a penalty. You know, I mean, it's like the Jordan rules for quarterbacks. Anyway, I've gone, I've gone, I've gone a foul. Cal, do you want to ask uh, Kev uh, about the Mets? Or do we do we not want to open that can of worms? Well, if we were if we were talking replay, Steve, what's your what's your opinion? Would you want to see a a, a replay on a on a ball that's ruled uncatchable? The old the old pass interference uncatchable ball replay. I mean, what what, what are our thoughts there? I don't know. Cal and I have talked about this a bunch in the in the sense that, and Cal, you, you you've said this a bunch of times. We just don't know what pass interference is anymore. You just you just don't know what it is. Like it's it seems to be well, different. Well, that was pass interference. I gotta tell you. <laughs> right, but then you you look at their explanation, which that it was an uncatchable ball, and uh, you know they showed a somebody Kev Cal had a great clip today of the Saints. Uh, I mean the uh, Colts. Patriots game from 2010 that ended on an interception where the Patriot yeah. player, the Patriot player is like mugging uh, Pierre Garçon and uh, Manning threw an interception on a ball that was in, that was uncatchable in front of him. Same exact play. So Oof. I don't know. I, I just don't know. You know, is the solution to make pass interference just a 15 yard penalty and not a, a spot foul? Cause I would be, I I would be down with that because I uh, down with that. What am I? Who am I? <laughs> I would be down with that. What, Cal, you're supposed to stop me when I say things like that. No, keep going. This is no, 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 no. Go on. <laughs> I want to hear more. He grabs his popcorn. <laughs> are you? What else are you down with, Steve? In 1996, <laughs> um, flannel shirts. <laughs> Homie, don't. Homie, don't play that, Cal. Homie, don't play that. Um, no, but would would you guys be for that? Would you change that rule? I feel like that could help. Your pass interference as a spot foul is tough. Well, you know, it doesn't it doesn't help that every wide receiver believes <laughs> that every single play is is pass interference. Yeah, I mean, that's how they come up now. They do. They do. The minute they go for the ball, they're every every guy is looking for a flag. Every guy. It's 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 enough. I uh I think Kev that the uh I do think that the Giants win this weekend. I really do. I think it's I, I think it's I, a- I think so too. Gun to my head I'd pick the Giants. But then you know, when you think back, you know, even as early as early as last year when the Giants were in must win situations with everything on the line when they went down to Baltimore last year and got completely destroyed, like they didn't show up at all. Like yeah. you know, that's football. It's like, are you gonna show up and lay an egg on Sunday and and then make us all think why the heck were we even talking about this game in the first place? But yeah. you know, ba- based on what's happened over the last you know five weeks with the Giants and 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 and, and the way that the Dallas defense is, it seems to be giving up points, 
Um, you, you would imagine, you know, the Giants being, I like the, the fact that the Giants are at home, they're hungry. It seems like they're, they're kind of rolling a little bit. So, you know, I, I would pick them to win. Okay. You're going, yes? Uh, yeah, I'll be there. I was going to take, uh, I was going to take Rye, but, you know, it's going to be like, you know, 25 degrees, 30 degrees. Apparently dark, cold, windy, and uh, it's been and it's been dubbed a bloodbath. So maybe the three-year-old should sit this one out. <laughs> maybe there's, there's, there's the whole child services thing. How's he ever going to learn? You know, <laughs> a dark, a dark, bitter, cold, windy bloodbath. Come on, son. First game. Welcome aboard. Yeah, welcome. You're in. I mean, I have I had visions of you know. The, the ticket stubs being framed if we won, but you know we'll we'll, we'll get them next year, I guess. <laughs> Daddy, the football men scare me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't care for this football, Daddy. Yeah, Drink your lemonade week. and be quiet. As he piped down over there, buddy. You got <laughs> um, Well, uh, have a fantastic. I do want to ask you one thing about the Mets. One thing yes. about the Mets. Yes. Don't get me started. I, I would never. I wouldn't. I, I have two questions. Yeah. we have one. Sure. If you can trade for Ryan Braun, do you take Ryan Braun on your team with open arms? No. Really? Yeah. Come on. Go find someone else. Really? Yeah. Find someone else. Come on. I. I am. I am genuine. I uh, look. I know you well, buddy. I am genuinely surprised at that. I just because you know, I would think you, you, would you think want Ryan Braun in here with this team. Come on. I'm not saying I want him at all. I'm just no. saying I want somebody that's, yep. that's good at that's good at baseball. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a no. Put me down on the no column for that Ryan Braun. I like it. I think Cal's a no. You're a no there, right, Cal? Yeah, absolutely. Don't want any part of him. Nope. Nowhere near your team. Nope. Let me ask you guys. Just as an addendum, if he hadn't been the ultimate douchebag and ruined that guy's life, which was a despicable thing to do, so if he was just biogenesis and a steroid suspension, would you want? Uh, I mean, you, now, uh, you, now I you have can't. your attention. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <on. laughs> I'll think about it. I'll think it back to you. I think I'd take him, but I wouldn't really be happy. You know, it's like uh, taking medicine. I'd kind of like hold my nose and accept him, but I don't think I'd ever like him. But yeah, I'd yeah. rather roll the dice with Matt Kemp if we're going down that road. Yeah. But that medicine's going to make you better. Mm. It might make me stronger. See what I did there? I see what you can make you do. It's going to make you better. I think if you take out the whole really disgusting test taker, which you can't, but I'm saying if if that didn't exist, if he was just a steroid cheat, yeah, I'm cool. I'm okay. I'll get over it. Yeah. I, I would, I would, he hits 35 home runs, <laughs> you know, best 325 hits 35 home runs and knocks in 125 behind David Wright. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm all right. Yeah, you made a mistake. Nobody's perfect. Get in Except, there. So you did some steroids. <laughs> so what? Okay. Kevin, when, 
Kevin, when we get to opening day, you're going to be happy with this team? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I don't like anything I'm reading so far. It feels like we're, uh, you know, striving for possible mediocrity with the hopes of overachieving. That's that's my that's how I feel. That's, that's gonna make a that's gonna make a great uh, ad campaign. Hey, I mean that's that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm feeling. I can see the subway posters now. <laughs> 2015 Mets striving for mediocrity. With the hopes of overachieving. Good luck. They were your 2014 New York Mets, everybody. <laughs> they can't manage a baseball team, but they sure can manage expectations. They sure can. <laughs> Look at you. That's the, Sil- that's the, the silver, silver slugger package. Ten game special <laughs> is only 2000 bucks. And in quotations underneath. Come, come on down. <laughs> they can't manage the ball club, but they can manage your expectations. <laughs> and have a key. And have a key I for mean, it. come on. The number one market in the country. How much did SNY make last year? $600 million? I mean, this is ridiculous. We're not doing mm-hmm. anything. We're not setting the market. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, we're, we're just being passive. I mean, the fans are dying for major moves, and we're doing nothing. And, and but do you think at the end of the day, Kevin, that it all comes down to the ownership? Um, it starts there and trickles down. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I think it does. That's why it was so. Even as bizarre as the A Rod Francesa thing was today, it was nice to see Sheila get smacked around on on on, on national radio. Yeah, because, it was. But but Sheila is the reason that the Wilpons still own the team. I mean, to yep. Me, I have one last Met question, Kevin. Will you be taking a trip to City Field in 2014? Um, it depends who's giving me my tickets. <laughs> I ain't paying for them. I'll tell you that no. much. <laughs> I'm not putting a dollar in their pocket. I'll tell you that much. Not, not Freddie and Jeffy, boy. Nope. Silver Spoon. So, I mean, I think they're going to make a trade, maybe two. They're going to bring in, like, you know, two or three, like, eh, level B, C free agents and, and, and sell it to us and spin it to us that it's, uh, you know, we're going to be much better. But I don't know. Cal, that sounds really familiar. I'm laughing because the the lack of excitement in his voice <laughs> is, is exactly how we're all feeling right now. That's yeah, right. season's over. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, I mean, how many, times have, how many times have you gone on to, like, a – a Mets website in the last week hoping for something. It's like, I mean, what's, what, what, I guess we traded Cowgill. Is that true? <laughs> some, at some point. Wow. <laughs> don't even know, I don't even know when. <laughs> it doesn't even. Al, Alderson had, had a cup of coffee with Johnny Peralta, and that's supposed to keep us appeased for like two weeks. Yeah, you're supposed to get, you're supposed to get, I, I gave, I, I think I gave Cal like the best case scenario for the Mets offseason last week on the yeah. show and literally it could not have been met with more of a yawn of a yeah you're not and it was like Peralta Granderson yeah. Bronson Arroyo and come on make a move if Granderson's your guy <laughs> throw some money on the table make a move do something show a little bit of aggression like even if it's you know just throw out a number, something. 
So you don't like the uh, the dinner with Robinson Cano and Jay Z? You know, that's I wish. Good? You know what? I would. I actually wish. I, I I had no idea last week was going on, so I didn't have to like read about it and be like, ugh. Oh, I I totally agree. I I, thought I wish I didn't know it existed. I wish you had your meetings and you didn't tell me about it. Yeah. Well, I I was saying, Kev, you know, both sides were running to Twitter to leak that meeting. Because Jay-Z wants the Yankees to know about it, and the Wilpons want you to know about it, to think that, oh, look, see, we're in on Cano. We have money. I mean, how dumb was that? That is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It was, it, it's, it's not even – I am why they took the meeting. But oh. they, they – you know, the, the Wilpons take the meeting and, and say, look, we're not going to sign Robinson Cano, but you're an agent now. We'll establish a relationship. Like you can't kill them – or Alderson, you can't kill there. But they have. Nah, they I mean, still, come on, though. What is he gonna? What is he gonna do? Offer him four exactly. years, ninety nine point nine 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 million. <laughs> can't have a hundred. The guy million wants three. He wants three hundred million. Yep. Can't have a hundred million dollar player. Can't have it. Yeah. Uh, all right. I Ken, mean, I do. Hey, listen. Just right. last note. I do kind of agree with some of those, you know, humongous moves. I don't think those are always. Um, good move. So it's not like I'm saying I want the Mets to go out and no, get you know and you know I I really don't want to sign a guy for ten years and two hundred million. I don't care who yep. it is unless it's like a homegrown guy that's like you know that's, on his way to having a Hall of Fame <laughs> career. Yep, that's so. the guy you give that to. You give that to Harvey yeah, or you exactly. Give that to, yeah, you know, I I totally you know I'm not giving Shinshu Chu 120 million dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But. But you, Cal's point last week was, and I think, Cal, you were spot on, was you also limit yourself immediately. Like you're telling everybody that you're not open for business. You know? I at know. Least, at least pretend. <laughs> but what, and how, how about the iron being a little hot for Ike Davis and you can't trade him? <laughs> I, I mean, how long is that going to last? I know. Well, the, the, the hot one today Let's was... Let's acting like they got some, like, stud... <laughs> he hit 185. Oh, he was terrible. He. So <laughs> he I don't know. I'm not. That, I'm not. Right. As you can tell, I'm not thrilled with the Metropolitans right now. Looking good. 2014 Mets. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> never mind the. Never mind the magic is back. <laughs> the slogan is, we're counting fives. I mean, um, what's the best? What's the best they could? What's the best they could forecast? Maybe question mark. Right. <laughs> That's just the slogan. Big question mark. Maybe. 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 Um, all right, brother. We're gonna run. Um, but thank you for coming on. Have a great time at the game this weekend, and uh, let's do this again. Let's not wait another year, brother. Yeah, let's reconvene. Uh, let's say week week thirteen. What do you say? I like it. Oh, we have outro music. Well, that's nice. Very nice. All right, man. Have a good night. All right, brother. Thanks, good Kev. Good Thanks, Kev. Big blue. <laughs> I knew he'd get one of those in. We have a... Uh, that was awesome. Always good to talk to, uh, to Kev. Cal, we have a very special guest. Yes, I know. Dr. Erase test is unavailable. Ah, but you're wrong, because he is available, because he's here, he's here, he's here, Evan. Hello, boys. Is he, fi- is he filing a report from the field? <laughs> <laughs> Let's How go live out to, 
we're, we're good. We're, we're, let's tell everybody we're talking to uh, one of our uh, it's old friends night tonight. We had <laughs> K Mac on and now the original Doctor Erase that calling from South Beirut. Are you are you all right? Are you embedded? Well, <laughs> I'm okay, but I really need to get something off my chest here real quick. I I'm tuning in late, and I just want to get this. Both Kevin and Cal are again <laughs> signing a former MVP on the cheap because of some misguided morality. That's that's what's happening. Am I? Is that what's happening? No, no, you've got it wrong. Did he just curse? Okay. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to set the record straight. You're not signing him on the cheap. You'd have to be trading for him. And he also makes twenty million dollars a year. Well, you would be getting him probably for you know fifty cents on a dollar. I would think on a trade. You wouldn't be getting know. him at MVP value. Uh, if the Mets are making the trade, they'd have to give up. They would have to give up every. I think it's pretty safe to say though that. Yeah, but Milwaukee is making this trade, if they do it, to get rid of the guy. That's the only reason, to get rid of him. Because they, they think it's a problem in their clubhouse or fan base or whatever it is. You could get him for less, I would think. That's the whole point. If it's a problem for their fan base, it's going to be a problem for our fan base. I, get out of here. That's crazy. He didn't lie to the Mets fans. No, I but got... he, he ruined the guy's life. That's your problem. He would look very good in right field. He sure would. How many more lives does he have know. to ruin, Ev? <laughs> Yours. <laughs> he needs to come here and hit th- and hit two ten with fifteen home runs. Might be Jason Day again. I, just, right. I, I think, uh, see, Cal. I think you're looking at this in a 1980s uh, mentality, like we grew up in. These, they, they were they were superstars, untouchable. Uh, all these men are horrible people. I think most of them. <laughs> and uh, I, and I think for the most part. You just you gotta get a gotta get a guy that's that's uh, rehabilitating, and I think Ryan Braun's rehabilitating. You gotta grab him now. Hey, look, the Yankees years ago signed Dwight Gooden, signed Daryl Strawberry. They gave Steve Howe nine chances. You know exactly. these guys were these guys were drug addicts, but that's hey, look, not great people. They still signed him. I I look. I don't, the, I don't the think biggest... the Yankees are a great. Uh, <laughs> A great example of uh, morality. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Look, Evan, we are ecstatic to have you on for a number of reasons. We yes. were, we were Thank just you for letting me get that off my chest. We were just about to talk about the Jets uh, in this week. Um, we were we were going to do the fun load. It's just it's it is good to have you, man. <laughs> good to be you, here. I, I'm you not going to be able to stay on for the whole time, but I've enjoyed uh, I, I enjoy listening to you guys. Great, it's a great show. Thank you, brother. Hey, you. So, this weekend, can we at least just say that Matt Sims and Gino, with Geno Smith, like Geno needs to be on a short leash? Can we just say that? Well, what's a short leash? Tell me what you expect. What What do you need to see or not see out of Geno to make a move? And now, and I know you have a hair trigger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I. Uh, for me. I, Unless, if, can we not forget for a moment that this still is a pretty good defense that he's going yeah, against? If, if this is uh, if this game is ten nothing at the half and Geno's struggling, and they're down you know ten nothing, thirteen nothing at the half, I want to see wow. him play. That's crazy. 
I'm sorry, that's crazy talk. It's a you're game. Gonna, you're can you at least it's... make a can you can you at least make a corollary that they're down ten thirteen nothing and Geno has three picks? Yeah, that's um, a, no. Because... And I'm saying he's str- he's oh, okay. struggling. He's struggling. Okay. If he, if yeah. he's overthrowing every single receiver and uh, locking in and uh, <laughs> and completely um, holding the ball too long like he has been in the past three weeks, sure. That that's correct. Right, something like that. Okay. Can we, I just really can we, don't think you're going to get what you want out of Matt Sims. I made my point earlier to you in the week that I thought the guy that you replaced him with is the veteran Garrard if he's ready. That was a good point. That's a, that's a, that's you an don't replace him with Matt Sims in his, his first NFL start ever. I don't know. You know, I you know I, Matt McGloin. That's why I said you don't, you don't start Sims this week. You do start Geno. You're going up against a very difficult defense on the road. Um, I, I don't want to start Matt Sims. I just want a short leash. And I asked this question of a bunch of guys, so I'll ask you. I'll ask you guys. If Mark Sanchez doesn't get hurt, and he's the starter throughout the season, and the team is the same 5-5, five and five, and Mark Sanchez has 20 turnovers, is there any Jet fan that doesn't want to go to a rookie quarterback right now? If, what if what if Mark Sanchez had four comeback wins in that? Well, he had four comeback wins in 2010. It, I'm saying the exact same five and five. Yeah, but nobody okay. wants to replace Sanchez, him. And Sanchez has 20 turnovers. Can I answer that? That's why I posed it. Okay, it, I'm going to answer that. It's your show, Cal. <laughs> you have top billing. Yeah, I just rent here. No, I, my, I think <laughs> my point with Sanchez is that this would be the fifth year that we've seen this out of him. So, yeah, people are going to feel a lot differently about Sanchez than they are about a guy that's only had 10 NFL starts. Right, but the argument is you can't turn over your playoff chances to an undrafted free agent rookie quarterback. But in that scenario, everybody would want to turn over their playoff chances to a second-round rookie quarterback. What's the difference? He's a second-round quarterback, not an undrafted quarterback. Does draft status really mean that much? That you're you're okay turning it over to a rookie quarterback, regardless of his draft position? Why is it any different? Why are people so unwilling to take the reins away from a guy who's had 10 starts? Because there's a reason this guy was a second-round pick versus that guy was an undrafted quarterback. If, If the staff felt that this undrafted quarterback was making so much progress. Don't you think they would have replaced him already? No, I don't. I mean, because, Rex, has, because... Rex has to win this year. This is, a, you know, this is not, this is not a, a, something that Rex has to play for a rebuild like Idzik. He's got to win right now. If this guy was so much better, he would be in there. I don't think Rex's contract status has anything to do with what he's doing with the quarterback because he's done it before. He's reluctant to pull a quarterback... He did it with Sanchez, Sanchez's rookie year when he had uh, complete contract. You know, he had complete security, and he still wouldn't pull him. He did it last year with Mark Sanchez, who was finished. Still wouldn't pull him. Let me, let me ask you a question, okay? Uh, let me ask you if the scenario was different, where they had a healthy veteran backup. I'll allow it. Uh, throw, throw anybody out there. Give me, give me a name. A healthy uh, veteran backup. 
Scott Tolzien. Sorry. No. <laughs> Love that name. David Carr. Uh, maybe David Carr. But any any healthy veteran backup, I, I think he he make he makes this move. I think he does. But how how can you possibly trust a guy who's never had a start in this scenario? I just don't get it. The same the same way you're you put... trusting a guy who has all of ten starts and has looked awful in six of them. But why are you it, discounting? But different. Well, I'll tell you. But because I'll, I'll tell you the difference, he won the job out of camp. I'm talking about changing in he this week. He did not win the job. Start. He didn't win the job. Well. He won the job by default. That's <laughs> not really winning. No, no, it's not. But my point <laughs> is, is that if the scenario it was during camp where Sanchez got hurt, Gino was the guy. And he came out and he played pretty well. So it happened to work out for the first, you know, part of the season. But you can't possibly change right now to an undrafted quarterback unless he's showing so much more during practice than Gino is. I don't understand the undrafted part. I don't understand why we have to keep doing this. I, I don't understand. Why, why don't you understand it? Why? Because he's a, he's a second-year quarterback who played himself onto the team. Isn't right. that en- isn't that enough? Yeah, like what, like so, and, and Tony Romo was an undrafted free agent quarterback, and Tony Romo played himself onto the team, and then in his second year he got a chance to play, and he was really good. I'm not saying that Matt Sims is going to be that. I'm just saying enough. Like you are saying that though. No, I'm just saying. All I'm saying is. He obviously showed enough to make the team. We and saw him. We saw him play in the preseason. He was the best Jets quarterback. I don't care who was against. He was better than any of the three of them. You've already had the quarterback coach say that if he improved his accuracy, he'd be in the conversation to be the starter. That was in July, and people got apoplectic. Oh, he's undrafted free agent. If he can play, he can play. And he's not getting reps in practice. He doesn't get first-team reps. That's why Rex giving him first-team reps this week was such a big deal. Potentially, because that's a huge deal. Like, I felt like that was punishment enough for Gino. I did. If he actually goes through with it. But I'm not saying that Sims is going to come in and light the world on fire, guys. All I'm asking is, all I'm saying is, to me, the situation has changed. This team is not two and not two and eight, not three and seven. They're not. They are five and five, and very much in the playoff hunt. And I know Gino is a way better prospect because he's a second round pick and was a college superstar. I'm asking you, who gives you the best chance to win on Sunday? Because you need to win on Sunday. And in the last five games, Gino Smith has been awful. Awful. In two, in, I can't argue in, that. In three of those games, he's been a non-competitive NFL quarterback. So maybe he's hit a rookie wall. Maybe he, you know, there's a ton of film out on him now. They know how to beat him. He looks tentative. He's locking in on his receivers. He, he's overthrowing, underthrowing. He's awful right now. He does not give you a good chance to win. And 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 all I'm saying is I hope they're... I mean, the I I hope they're open to the, the idea. Steve, yeah, I mean, but don't you think, Cal, tell me if you agree. Um, we've been down so many times before with backup jet quarterbacks. You know, specifically, I mean, everyone fell in love with Brett Ratner, and uh, everyone fell in love with... Um, Ratliff. Did I say his name right? 
the director? We heard it with Kellen Clemens. We heard it last year with Greg McElroy. And, and, and look, look, this is Greg McElroy, by the way, was the best quarterback during preseason. And Brett Ratliff was the best quarterback during preseason. It's, these guys are put in scenarios that are easier to do better in. We don't really know anything about what goes on. You know what, Steve? Give me a rumbling. Have you heard a rumbling about what he looks like in practice? I'd yes. love to hear it. Not yes. from, like, not from heard... 10 weeks ago. I'm talking about now. I, you heard it in the first three weeks of the season that there were people in the organization that thought he should have the job. No, now, though. Now. How about now? How does he look in practice now? Not three weeks into the season. Seven weeks later. I would guess he looks fine. I I would guess he looks fine in practice. I don't know. We don't but that's the point. We don't know. See, this is where we need an unnamed meta source for crying out loud. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm not you guys are though you're making it first of all, it's a different scenario than all three of those guys that you named because like Kellen Clemens, people calling for Kellen Clemens over Mark Sanchez, right? His rookie year. And by the way, I think we can all look back in hindsight and say there were games where Rex Ryan should have benched Mark Sanchez his, fresh, his rookie year, freshman year. His rookie year because, you know, it's not an appointment for life. Okay? Nobody, if, you turn the, if you turn the ball over, there are consequences, and you get benched. And they never did that with Mark Sanchez, and guess what? He thought he was the starter for life. There, there are no consequences for Geno Smith. That's, that's A. Okay? Like Rex said to him today, I had a talk with him. I told him not to turn the ball over. Thanks to pant load. Great. That's well fixed. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. That ought to do it. You know, so, but, I, you know, Kellen, you knew what Kellen Clemens was. You knew he wasn't good. You knew that, that most likely Kellen Clemens did not provide you the best opportunity to win a game on a given Sunday. How did we know that? Uh, he was... Because he, he was compared the to Brett Favre coming years. out, don't you remember? He because was, he had he was a played. It was a there was a body of work with Kellen Clemens. There was a body of work. There is there is a there is no body of work for these two guys. There's ten games for Geno Smith. That's it, and six of them he's been awful. But you but after ten games you're ready to move on. No, I'm not. I'm not saying to bench him forever. I'm not even saying to bench him. This has nothing to do with the next three years. You're tell- you guys are asking Jet fans to say, you know what, I know you're 5-5 five and five and you have a shot at the playoffs and you weren't supposed to, okay? But you-, you shouldn't care about winning any games this year. You shouldn't care about us putting the best team on the field this year because it's all about next year and the year after and finding out what Geno Smith is. Well, that's difficult to tell somebody who spent $25,000 on tickets. I don't no, care not, about I'm next not year. that way. But I don't care about next year. I don't care about what, what Geno Smith is. I want to win this week. I want to get in the playoffs. No year is a waste to me. Like, I, that's what I feel like the, 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 that, you know, that the organization is saying, well, we need to stick with Geno Smith no matter what because we need to find out what he is. Well, you've got a season right here, and he's losing games for you. I mean, not all by himself, but he's losing games. So that's uh, the, all I'm saying is I hope the organization treats it as this year. I don't. I know he's a better prospect. I know that. But you're not. You're not two and nine or two and eight. Two and nine would be eleven games. They haven't played that many. That's ridiculous. 
Anyway, I just hope they're open to the idea. That's all. I hope if Geno Smith is struggling in this game, that they that they go to Sims. And Ev, you made the best point. If Gerard was healthy, we're not even having this conversation. The conversation is when is Gerard playing? To me. But the fact that it's two rookies, you're having this conversation because you don't know what you're going to get out of Sims either. You know. Well, remember, so I, remember from last year that if Rex pulls Geno in this game, and even if Matt game, it doesn't mean he's going to start next week. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not saying bench Geno for the year and start Sims the rest of the way. No rational Jet fan should be saying that. What I am saying is I just hope they're open to the idea that if Geno continues to struggle and regress as he has... They're open to going to Sims in a meaningful spot when a game is still able to be decided. That's all. That's all I'm saying. All right? Yeah. Please. If I'm wrong, so shoot me. All right. Uh, Dr. E, what, you got anything to plug? You working on anything? <laughs> no, I'm not going to. I'm going to punch out, actually. Uh, I'm going to hang up as they say and listen. Thanks a lot when for you, having me on, folks. When are you? Uh, hold on. When are you going to see Arcade Fire? Oh my God! The, uh, the I just got tickets. The tour is uh, is so stretched out that the, the New York show is until August. 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 I bought my tickets yesterday for August. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. I hope I still like them by then. What What do you think <laughs> about the dress code, Eric? Yeah, I'm. Pret- I'm gonna ignore that. I, I don't know if uh, they'll let me in, but I, I, I just, I can't even, I can't even fathom dressing up for a show at, at almost forty. I just can't even imagine it. <laughs> Is that because you're a grown ass man? Yes. Right after I'm done <laughs> bullying someone. That's right. Right after you're done incognitoing somebody. Yeah. Uh, I, fire, I, the only band with a dress code. With a dress code. <laughs> They're just having fun, you know? Just having a good time. The uh, the other thing we, we'd be insane to let you go without asking you is, uh, real quick, is the A-Rod thing today. As a Yankee fan and as a, uh, a baseball fan, I know you listened to the – we were talking about you listened to the interview, A-Rod with Francesa. Um, do you believe him? No, not at all. Not even a little. Not, not even a little bit. I mean, it's just so... First of all, I don't understand how anyone could believe an athlete in this day and age where there's so much allegation against them, and then they categorically deny it. And like clockwork, they always issue an apology whatever time later saying that they did it, but it wasn't quite like they said. It's just... I'm just so... I'm just so tainted. I, it, it's amazing to me. how It, it never works out like... Like he's completely innocent. It's never happened. Has it ever happened? Have you ever seen that? <laughs> no, but Ev, what about his girls, his daughters? Yeah, his daughters. I, know. I heard all about them. Going yeah. to see his girls. <laughs> I just love. I just love. I love the idea of. Um, you know, he's very concerned about what will what will his daughters think, guys? What will his daughters think yeah. about this, this PED scandal and his legacy? And my question was. You might want to start with the adultery before you get to, like, just explain the adultery with your – see, I cheated on your mom with 
several supermodels, actresses, strippers, etc. While you were uh, while you were while she was pregnant pregnant with you <laughs> while she was pregnant with you. And then also there's this other PED thing, which is really complex. This other part, pretty simple. Hot girls did what I did. Sorry, my bad. But this this PED thing. There's this guy named Bud Selig. Yeah, I think you'd start with the adultery, work your way over to the legacy thing. That's me. Uh, look, I'm a traditionalist. You know what I mean? That's me. I'm a gambler. Um, do you think? Do you think that he is the starting third baseman for the Yankees next spring? Um, I would probably say, as of right now, he's suspended for 210 games. Is that supposed to go into effect the first game of the season? Yeah, but it's under appeal, so he's not really suspended yet. Right. Right. Uh, I can't imagine it being overturned in some way uh, in, completely. So I'm going to go with he, his suspension gets reduced, but he will not be the opening day third baseman. And who is the opening day third baseman? Is it Nooney? Scott Brocious. <laughs> that would be something. That would be a story. If if bro, if bro bro came back, Cal. Uh, yeah, by the any... way, you know, yeah. by the way, uh, all this uh, offense from from Nooney, I haven't seen it. By the way, this guy's supposed to be this uh, hitting savant who just can't field that good. Have you looked at his numbers last year? Not that great of a hitter. I don't. Uh, I, you you left us stunned there because we both agree. He's uh, he's yeah. I don't know. The Yankees are in the most bizarre position of all time. They are bidding against themselves for a guy for $300 million. They're on the hook for another guy uh, for another $125 million that they're praying that Major League Baseball suspends and the suspension is upheld. And then they just gave Jeter $12 million to limp. Uh, I'll tell you you what. uh, I hope you guys talked about Francesca's Bronson Arroyo puff piece, but um, there's something – I, I wanted to mention for you guys, uh, he, at the end of the interview, Francesa concluded with that he would be a great person for a team that is not going to win a lot, like the Mets, he said this, and also a great fit for a team that's going to win a lot, like the Yankees. And my question <laughs> for you is, my question for you is, I, I don't see anything about this Yankee team coming up that tells you they're going to win a lot of games next year. I don't see what, what he's talking about. I, yeah, well, I guess he you know, well, the Yankees because they're the Yankees, okay? That's why. That's his answer. Whenever you, whenever he has to, he's pressed on an answer. It's because they're the Yankees. Exactly. Yeah, that's it's like the it's just like the uniform. Just because they're trotting the, the, the uniform out onto the field, they're signing up for ninety wins. It's not always yeah. like that. I no, don't know. Can I ask you? When, uh, we were we were growing up, it was not like that. No. Can I ask who's pitching for the team? At all? Well, I mean, they're right gonna, now they have one pitcher. They're going to get uh, the, the the Japanese kid, no doubt. He's you know he's made Francesa has decided this shall be so. They're they're going to pay ninety five million dollars or whatever it is for this guy. Ev, Ev, what do you think they're going to do with Cano? Are they going to is he going to be back with them? I was thinking about this today. Um, there, there really is only two scenarios. Number one, they get him much cheaper than he's at. Or number two, another team swoops in and gives him his money. And I, I literally cannot figure any other scenario happening other than another team coming in because 
there's no way that this new agency with Jay-Z is going to accept anything less than they've already promised he's going to get. And they have to make a splash. They have to. I really think they're going to push Cano somewhere else to make to get a big contract. I really do. Wow. You think someone's going to come up with that? No, I don't think the Yankees are going to give him anywhere near what, what he wants. Because this number, obviously, he's not going to get this number. But I think he's going to get close to it from another team. I don't think the Yankees wow. are going to give it to him. Do you think that the Tigers position themselves for that today? Or are they broke? Well, they traded for Kinsler, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they're going to give that money to Scherzer. But the idea is that they, the idea is that, yeah, so Kinsler, Kinsler plays first, Cabrera plays, uh, Cabrera stays at third. No, Kinsler plays second. Oh, I thought Kinsler would play second. And Cabrera goes to first. But what I'm saying is about Cano, we're going to lose the live feed in a minute, so thank you for tuning in. Go to www.rtusports.com. Check us out. We're on Stitcher as well, and we're also in the iTunes Store podcast for free, uh, thanks to our buddy Kev uh, McWalters. He has nothing to plug. He works for NBC Sports. He's taking pictures with Jimmy Fallon. He's big time now, Cal. We're lucky we even got him. Wow. I'm but, just happy uh, he knew my name. I just, <laughs> just happy he remembered me. Um, but anyway, uh, we'll be live again next week, the night before Thanksgiving, the best going out night of the year. And we're going we're gonna to hang out. We're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing this. Because we're old. All right. So, so, li- so live, folks, we will see you guys next week. All right, Dr. E. Ray, back to what I was saying. No, the Tigers are talking about Kinsler at first, okay, signing Cano having uh, the shortstop that they have and keeping Cabrera at third. I didn't hear this. That's then it didn't happen. <laughs> I think that's clear. Um, who's the other team, though, Ev? Who's the other team? Who has the money? Who had the motive? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in on the hot stove. But uh, <laughs> I, just, I just can't see the Yankees um, giving him anywhere near this contract when they've been burned so obviously and so badly by A-Rod. I just can't see it happening. Yeah, I, there's no way there's 10 years there. If I was Cano and I was Jay-Z, which would be interesting, I think it would, go, yeah. I think it would go a little something like this. Um, no, if I, but I could see Jay-Z getting him like a four-year one, 120, you know, like four for 120. So getting him 30 million a year with like 30, an opt-out. 30 million. No, no, but it's a $30 million a year ball player. Oh my God. I'm, I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a diehard Yankee fan. I, I'm losing my mind over Cano being a $30 million a year ball player. They're, losing they're, my mind. Look at look at what Cabrera did this, I'm not this year. Saying, That's a thirty million dollar a year ball player. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying I could see a scenario where in order to get another team involved, okay, he gets him like a four and one twenty where there's an out, so he gets him his thirty million dollars. Evan, he's asking for three hundred and five million dollars. <laughs> Over over ten years or something ridiculous. I could see I could see Jay Z. I can't see Jay Z doing anything. I can imagine 
that 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 his oh, agency might him, might try man. to get him like a, a like a four for thirty or a four at twenty seven or something like that, and he has the opt out after four years. He can be a free agent again, but he gets his hundred and twenty million dollars. That's all I'm saying. Can I can I tell you what's ridiculous in this whole thing is the fact that these Jay- prices. No, listen. The fact that Jay Z thinks that he can position Robinson Cano as this larger than life icon. I know. <laughs> like Michael Jordan. He's he's Robinson Cano. He doesn't run seventy five percent of the time. He hasn't spoken fifteen words to the media in eight years. Yet he's going to be this transcendent figure for your franchise, Robinson Cano? I can't it's just so it, it reeks of such amateurish tactics. It's like Jay Z read a book on how to be an agent, <laughs> and he's just like he's pulling you know meet with the crosstown team to drive the price up. Check. Check. Position him as a larger than life icon. Check. It's just so ridiculous. I can't wait to get a pair of canoes. That's gonna be sweet. Uh, you, you, it's it's like agenting for dummies. It really like, is. I mean, he, like you, you couldn't, you couldn't be more of a rookie agent right now. If you're like you were trying to carry yourself like any like a professional sports agent, failing. Miserably. Who does he? Who does he get him to date now? Does he set like like does he arrange That's like next. a like a Hollywood couple thing? Right. He's got to get him on Arsenio next. He's, he's got to get him dating a Kardashian now. That'll right. be next. <laughs> Um, Ev, we, we're, we're going to let you run, but we want to bring PJ back in for two seconds. And then we're going to have you back again another time properly to do this fun load. But PJ, Evan, <laughs> present. Nope. Hey, I'm taking off, guys. I got to go. I'll talk to you later. Okay, you're right. Thanks, brother. The, uh, the, the wonderful. Old, uh, this, this, this is the old, the old exit that I used to do back in the old day when I just kind of vanish. <laughs> uh, here it is. Later. Thanks, Ev. God, it was nice talking to him again. It really is. Remember when he was, well, PJ, welcome back in. <laughs> we need to make him like Jacko. We do. We need to, we should talk to Evan once a month. We should. He's, well, he's very busy. If he's available... Very busy. We'll always like talking to him. We'll always make time for him. Peach, he had a... Uh, he does want to come back and do a, a fun load proper. There was just so much sports to talk about tonight on this sports podcast. Yeah. Um, but he does want to do a fun load proper. And he... We talked about the perfect album side, fun load, which we may need just the whole podcast for. The right. importance of... A two-hour... Special. Yes, for Christmas. That'll be the Christmas special. Um, he ta- uh, we talked about the uh, the importance of order, like the order of songs on an album, and how that's a lost art. And then he came up with an even like a, a subsection today that he wanted to throw in, which was uh, best opening song ever on an album. So not necessarily the whole order just best opening songs and best opening lines on an album. This is I mean, really just a way to get me to rant about how much I hate iTunes and the iTunes model of selling music. So be warned. I'm, I'm just, 
I'm just never going to shut up if you start those conversations. Track order, opening track, album sides. I'll have like a 10-foot soapbox for that. Well, we can't get Chuck Klosterman, so we, we have you. <laughs> I'll even do the little side footnotes that are hilarious. Yeah, please, please do. Um, uh-oh, wait, wait, Cal, I can't hear you, Cal. can't hear you. You were muted. Night of a Thousand DJ. Connections. <laughs> Night of a Thousand Connections. None of them good. <laughs> None of them good. Yes, sir. Is there any importance to the way uh, songs are listed on iTunes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> Another one. They number, they, number, they number them in a list. Like when you go to an artist's page. Is that important? Right. Random. They rank them uh, according to popularity. How many how many people downloaded one particular track? They stick in uh, really terrible live versions of songs alongside the, the regular version of the song. Right. Awful. Not good. I, but I don't well, I don't like songs eight ten. I really just want two of the songs in the album. Why can't I just well. I will save you it. know that from listening to a 20-second sample. You know that you're never going to like song eight, ever. Those samples are like a minute and a half now. They've bumped up the length of the sample. I feel like I know the song. I feel like in 90 seconds, I can get the absolute essence of what the artist was trying to achieve. <laughs> That's awesome. 90 seconds. I mean... And it's, I mean, it's really, it's just a lease for the music anyway. You could always give it back if you don't want it. That's true. <laughs> in this, in this day and age, 90 seconds is a lifetime. In this fast-paced your email world? account and watch all your music disappear. In this fast-paced, topsy-turvy world. Where short uh, attention spans are king. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um... Anything else here, boys, or should we wrap? Are we good? Peach, did we have a proper fun load, or we sort of did a lot of sports tonight? Are you okay with that? Couple of couple of things, short things. First, have you have 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 you seen this? <laughs> have you seen the video for this? For this new song? <laughs> for this. this Golden oldie. Did this just the most drop? most astounding video I've seen in years. I had a, I was watching MTV looking for it the other day, but all I saw were teen pregnancies and stunt shows. Don't look towards MTV for music. No. Well, anything, really. Or really anything appealing to you or your demographic. Why, why would you look at M- music television? for anything going on in the music world. They, Go they produced they they produced this this massively wonderful video for like a Rolling Stone. Um where it's sort of an interactive screen. You load the video and you're looking at like twenty five imaginary cable networks, all of which are synchronized to the song. 
and there's a channel selector, and you get to change the channel when you're tired of watching any one of them. What? So it, yeah, and it, it like it's it starts on like the Real Housewives of whoever, and 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 but 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 there's a song, and then and then you switch it again, and you're on. Well, they have they have um, the WTFC network, and Mark Maron's there. And he's and he's doing the song with a guest, and he and then you switch the channel again, and Drew Carey is there on the Price Is Right, and he's doing the song. Wait, it's just incredible because it's perfectly synchronized, and every channel you go to is really like refreshing. And of course, there's a Dylan channel. Where, where can I find this? It's so enjoyable. Uh, BobDylan.com. It's I think they're. They Makes put it sense. out to promote. Um, <laughs> he's re- he's releasing all forty-seven. Amazon. <laughs> he's releasing all forty-seven CDs, or all, uh, uh, he's releasing a box set of forty-seven albums, and you can get it on uh, a USB thumb drive. Oh jeez. Which is of course shaped like a harmonica. Forty-seven. It's, it's entitled Forty-Seven Things I Won't Buy. Oh, stop it. Hey, look, first of all... <laughs> I'm starting to worry about you, Gomez. Starting to worry. Bob, <laughs> BobDillon.com. No, it's at uh, MickJack.com. Um, it makes sense. That's a perfect place for uh, this to be. I, look, I, I've, I've, I've expressed several times... Is that times. too on the I, nose? <laughs> it's a little on the nose for me. It's not I, on iTunes? It's not on <laughs> iTunes. I think it's on BobDylan.com. I'm not kidding. I've expressed, I've expressed to you both several times. I don't uh, care for Dylan, but I respect people who like him. And I respect, him as, an, uh, I respect him as an artist and an innovator and an important voice in popular music history. All those wonderful things that Mr. Zimmerman is. I just... You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna even, and you know, guys, I never say this. I don't get him. I don't get him. And you're, I, and you're, a, you're a fan of like Kerouac and and yep, and I Beach. sure am. Yep. And Love. you don't connect to Dylan at all. Do not connect. Huh. And you, and you know why? I've told you this before, Peach. But I probably never told you, Bry. The drinking. That's correct. <laughs> it's the afro. Um, Is it his raw sexuality? <laughs> Bob, I'm talking about. <laughs> We're still talking about Bob Dylan, right? Um, it's his voice. You know how I am with the voice. I have to like the voice in the music that I'm listening to. I have to. I have to like the voice singing. If I don't like the voice singing, you don't have a chance. I'll respect I'll respect the poetry and I'll I'll respect the songwriting and the craft and I'll stop saying respect. I can appreciate all of those things. You got to have the voice. Got to. I enjoy that's, I actually enjoy Dylan's voice. That and and, and, and again, that's I literally fine. enjoy it. That's going too far. <laughs> Cal, I know. Cal, 
Cal calls foul. He just threw a oh. flag. Chance. I do. I know that there are. I know a bunch of people who love his voice. I can. Uh, that's fine. Mm. I ha It has to be there. This video sounds amazing. It really. It. It. It really is. That's. Uh, uh, I can't wait to watch it. Okay, what else you got? Uh, I was. I was going to. Uh spark a conversation about the PS4 and console games, but uh, it, it, it is a, it, we, we've gone very long, so that, <laughs> that we have, wait. We are we are the we are the Geelong cats tonight. You know, uh, do you know what I just did? I digitized my entire Pearl Jam library. I have a I have a lot of Pearl. I have no idea. Ooh. And you probably you have more. Are you trying to turn me on? <laughs> well, I just. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Did you, ever, did you ever go through your old albums and realize you, you had no idea you had that much of that artist? Yes, like, absolutely. Well, I, I, I like yeah. really had yeah. a Sinead O'Connor phase, you know? What did we all? Cal, I think no. you, uh, we, we all didn't, no? I'm hearing that we all didn't, Peach. I, Sinead O'Connor phase? It was me. Cal, I think you recently discovered that you have a lot of one particular artist. I do. I, I I don't know if I can say it. I think PJ will actually come through this mobile device that I'm talking on and strangle me. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Gotta hear it now. Well, it's 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 Fallout Boy. Oh, I love them. <laughs> really? <laughs> I do. Oh, good. Whew. The dream has really come true. The dream has come true for for Cal. It's funny because when I hear when I, when I listen to music, I I I look for PJ's approval. We all do. Like, oh, I hope he signs off on this. You, we all do. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh wow, I feel better. You poke would... fun, but some people do call me. No, 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 I'm not poking fun. I'm serious. <laughs> He's being totally and completely serious. I am. I'm always nervous to bring up music that I listen to for fear of, of being scorned. My God, am I that bad? No, not bad. It's, it's respect. There's, that's respect that's for you. That's respect. Because yep. you know music. And food. But music, too. I suppose. <laughs> and food. And food. I love food. And I'm missing a lot of Pearl Jam albums. I see this now. How could that be? There's only ten. I stopped buying after no code. I just it, <laughs> and you're, then you're missing then you're missing six. <laughs> you have the most recent one. Did it come after no code? <laughs> yeah, it came a month ago. <laughs> that well, that's why I'm wondering why I have so many discs. I know I'm missing at least four albums. Do you have Pearl Jam? Pearl Jam. Album called Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. We're gonna do this for every one of them. Are we gonna do this for every one of them? I'm just checking. We're gonna do this for every one of them. Rochelle. Rochelle. <laughs> Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Do you I have, didn't know there was an eponymous Pearl Jam album. Do you have? Do you need to use that word? Do you feel better about yourself? Do you have binaural? I'm just trying to raise the level of conversation a little bit. <laughs> My from gosh. A, from A Rod. 
Uh, okay. Ten dollar words. With your, with your nickel words over there, the SAT words. What are you taking the I SAT? Nerd. I got, I got, I got Merkin Ball. I don't even think I opened that one. I have Merkin Ball. Is it good? It's three songs. <laughs> 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 the three songs are very. That was that's the Neil Young phase. Right. The, actually, there three. There's Long Road on there, which is tremendous. And one of my top ten, probably a top ten Pearl Jam song for me, I Got It. See, that's nice. I got you it. have a nice encyclopedic knowledge of the band. That's why it's always good to talk to you about them. Yeah, well, I have my moments. You didn't always feel that way. All right, let's... Uh, <laughs> you didn't wow. always feel that way about me and Pearl Jam. You had to moments. do with more, with your, more singing along than it had to do with yeah. your knowledge. Yes, yes. They we all know. I respected your knowledge, and I poo-pooed the singing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, before we before we wrap up, I have one more thing on the A-Rod that I want to ask Brian about. Brian, we both listened to this interview today, right? This is this is sort of a one of the reasons we started doing this podcast was WFAN and. Uh, growing up listening to WFAN, all those... This was sort of like a seminal moment, I think, for WFAN today. I think this was like a a big moment um, where A-Rod comes into into the studio to talk with Mike Francesa after he stormed out of his arbitration hearing. Um, And you said one thing that was really interesting to me. You said it seems staged. Right. And I and I'm li- and I listen to it and I and uh, I totally agree. Francesca's first words when he brought A Rod on were, "I didn't promote it because I didn't know it was going to happen," which told me you definitely knew it was going to happen. Well, we we've since come to find out that he only he claims he only knew it was going to happen 20 minutes before A Rod showed up. Right. Which is still 20 minutes longer than he learned. And also, I think the moment that A-Rod walked out of this arbitration this morning where he, he pulled his end justice for all and went Pacino, uh, I think A-Rod knew exactly what he was doing today. Well, you know, I think... And I think he did it with the guy he wanted to. I, be- I, believe, that, I believe that the interview was set up all along regardless of how the day in court was going to play out. He, didn't, we didn't, he probably, when he went to court today, he probably didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but it was part of the plan. And all along, he was going to go on with Francesa at some point today. All along. I, I totally agree. You know? And when you listen to that interview, and it's up on WFAN.com if you want to go listen to it, it's really, a, like, it's one of the most fascinating 45 minutes of radio it's, it's, I've, it's, I've ever heard. It's bizarre. It re- and that's what I told you. It's, it was surreal to listen yep. to the way A-Rod was talking and the questions that were being asked. And he just, he, he's, a, he's, he's a fascinating figure, if not sympathetic. I don't find him very sympathetic at all. I, I, A-Rod. I, yeah, I was saying today that somehow this guy who's made half a billion dollars Half a billion dollars 
playing baseball and, and complained about how much money he was paying his lawyers throughout this interview. It's like a big joke about how much this is costing him. He's made half a billion dollars. And is, and is still a two-time, at least, drug cheat. Somehow, PR'd himself into a sympathetic figure. He did, though. What's that? You think he came off as sympathetic? I think just, uh, absolutely, because he took on Selig, and right. he made Selig the heavy, and Major League Baseball the heavy, and look at what they're doing to me. See, I, I will I will agree with you that that was his plan and his high priced team that he's put together laid this this groundwork for the plan. This is this is our plan. This is our yeah, script. Absolutely. This is what we're gonna do, right? My problem is that he is not talented enough to pull it off. Yeah, he's a bad actor. He's awful. He comes across uneducated, emotional. He was he was he was awful. He kept repeating he was repeating the same things over and over again as if it were a script. Yeah. Yep. He had his he had talking points. Boom boom boom. These are the things he's going to hit. Right? Yeah. And he kept and he kept bringing them up even in even in spots where it didn't belong. Here's here's the one that grabbed me or one of the things that grabbed me, Bri. He, he, he said he was innocent of everything, you know, ten times. I mean, Francesa even said to him, you know, this is... Uh, he made him say it over and over again, yeah. Right, and he said, this is for posterity. This never goes away. You, you know, if you, if, uh, to Francesa's credit, you know, Francesa's doing it for his own purposes. So people will listen to it over and over again. But, but Francesa's saying, you know, this is heard by everybody. This is your statement on the record. If it ever comes back, you know, this is here. You're saying you're innocent, completely innocent, innocent, innocent. And I started thinking, I said, look, I, I, I really doubt Major League Baseball goes to bat here without any evidence of some wrongdoing. But here's the thing I can't get around, A-Rod. If you're innocent of all these things and you didn't do anything wrong, okay, how is it that guys like, I don't know, Derek Jeter or David Wright or how are they how do they manage to spend entire winters without being around convicted PED distributors? How how is that that you find these guys? But you're innocent. You you're not you haven't taken anything since two thousand and three. You you don't you you've you've sought out the best doctors in the world but you're always doing it within the parameters of Major League Baseball. And yet, how is, how is it that these other guys are somehow able to do that and avoid, uh, you know, spending time in Miami with a PED, you know, uh, a dealer? Why is that? How is it you, if you're not seeking these things out and you're completely innocent, you're doing everything in the parameters of baseball, eh, why is Bosch involved in your life? Why is he there? With, 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 by the way, Bri, 15 other guys. 15 other guys. All of whom accepted their suspensions. And, you know, last time I checked, Ryan Braun has a lot of money. 
So it's not just they don't have the money to fight this. You know, Gio Gonzalez is not uh, living hand to mouth. Okay. These guys have made a couple million dollars. Why is it that these other guys, Bri, can figure out how to spend their winters without PED peddlers? Why is that? They're after me. It's a witch hunt. Well, you know what? Maybe take the winter off. You know, go to the gym. How about a, how about a Gold's Gym membership? Oh, it's a witch hunt. They're coming after me. You know what? If they if the 211 game suspension stayed, Bry, and he came back in a year and a half, the Yankees would still owe him like 80 million dollars. <laughs> I mean, it's not like this gets a oh, why they're coming after me because they owe me 100 million dollars. If I was in the last year of a 12 million dollar contract, would they come after you? Yeah, but if you broke the rules, probably. Yeah, awful hard to feel sorry for that. Uh, that's it's just uh, exactly. Don't ask me to feel sorry for you. You're the one who stumbles into these clinics like a like a meth addict. And take the take the winter off. Go jo- go join Jack Lane. How is it all these other guys manage to avoid <laughs> getting involved with PED pushers? How is that? Well, he's never he's never been accused of having good judgment. Now you can say that again. Well, I'm not going to say it again because when was anybody ever accused of having good judgment? I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> you. I botched it. Where were you on the night of the 13th? You were having good judgment. Botched the whole damn thing. Anyway, I wanted to get that out. No, it was good. I mean, it was it was a huge, huge deal today. I was okay. A tight two hours. I feel like we got more to do. We should do a, a part two tomorrow night. Why don't you just keep going? Let's keep going. Well, it's gonna it's gonna run out. We could just start it up again. I want to hear this whole thing about the douchebaggery. We got a lot more to do, and I was supposed to bring something up for you tonight to talk about the oh. uh, about Twitter. That's right. Next week. Is Twitter uh, killing your kids' lunches? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not enough time. PJ, <laughs> final unload. we got to stop and smell the roses because there's not enough time. This is what I'm saying to you people. That's Next deep. week, I'm going to be uh, digitizing my Radiohead library. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> I have a lot of Radiohead. Cal, final unload. Uh, big news on iTunes today. You can get the very best of Nickelback. <laughs> Dropped oh, today. God. Dropped on iTunes. My now, there's hurt. an album you'd like, to, you'd like to pick and choose your songs. Yeah. I, I choose none of them. That, that album was made for the iTunes model. <laughs> and my final unload is, hey, look, there's fights going on with Keith Oberman and Boomer and Carton and Mike Francesa and Michael Kay and, and his producer, Francesa's producer, Brian Monzo, and everybody's sniping back and forth. And somebody tweeted out, hey, you know what? The new, state of New York sports and New York sports talk, it's so negative. Yes. 
Yes, it is. To quote Bruce Willis, welcome to the party, pal. Wow. That's why... <laughs> that's why we do this podcast. Okay? In the words, in the words of Wham, paraphrasing, choose podcast. We'll see you next week for the for the real Thanksgiving show. Good night, hey, Cal. Thank you to Good the night. Oh yeah, th- thanks to Doctor Erastat and of course our buddy K Mac Kevin. And good night, Cal. Good night, Peach. Good night, fellas. Good night. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Sleep well. Most likely kill you in the morning. <laughs>